If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The definition of beauty, both inside and out, with enough space for the whole family. Stuart's Mazda is proud to present the updated Mazda CX-5 Newground. The Mazda CX-5 SUV is a driver's car, coupled with excellent driving dynamics and generous standard specification. The Mazda CX-5 is ready to join you wherever life takes you. Come see for yourself and book a test drive at Stewart's Mazda. Mazda Ireland's after-sales dealer of the year 2021. Here at Paddy Power, when we say there's a power price enhancement, we mean there's enhanced odds on a bet on UK and Irish racing each afternoon in shop every 20 minutes. Feel the power inside your local Paddy Power. Max stake 50 euro or 25 each way. In shop only. Excludes betting machines. Applies to singles and each way singles only. One bet per customer. Offer period runs between 1 and 4 p.m. but may vary. T's and C's apply. Play safe. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie. Ask staff for more details. That there are just some words, not many either, just a few, that we've decided, well, we won't use them all the time. Welcome to Survivor and SFW. With Survivor Hall of Famer and Ultimate Heel, Johnny Fairplay. How the fuck can you grin? With his co-host, Matt Coon. You had best unfuck yourself or I will unscrew your head and shit down your neck! Breaking down Survivor episodes, interviewing friends. Welcome to Survivor NSFW. I ship his fuck on cocksucker motherfucker tits, fart, turd, and twat. With Johnny Fairplay and Matt Coon. And welcome to Survivor NSFW with Johnny Fairplay. Johnny, we had a great show last week with Wendell. How did you think it went? Seems like it was earlier today. It was so memorable in my mind. I, I thought it was fun. I mean, like, uh, we, we got a little behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, Wendell, class act. Everyone loves him. Deserving winner and just setting the tone for for what we have in the weeks to come here in the off season of Survivor, but the the prime time of Survivor NSFW. And if you want to check that out, go ahead and check out our archives. That was last week on Survivor NSFW, our interview with Wendell Holland. But this week we have someone who we just saw on the reunion and just saw in the finale of Survivor Ghost Island. We have Eric Reichenbach. How are you doing today, Eric? Hey guys, good. You're all right. Eric is a uh, is a former contestant. Well, I mean, I, I deny that I was on Fans vs. Favorites, but but Eric and I initially met on Survivor Micronesia. Yeah. And of course, those of you who are Survivor fans, you probably know Eric. He's been on the show twice, and he was a top five contestant both times. And he's known for one of the greatest ghosts in the history of the game when he gave his. Uh, uh, immunity idol to the Black Widow Alliance, and a lot of people kind of demonize him for that. And you were brought back uh, on TV to talk about that. How did you feel being on TV, uh, Eric? Because it seemed to me, as a fan watching it, that you were miserable. Um, we actually were fine. Um, most of most of that miserableness was because we were just waiting a long time because we kind of had to be hidden uh, backstage somewhere while the Ghost Island cast got to hang out in the, in the other room and have, you know, craft services and have food and everything. So most of that was just us waiting, you know. We couldn't be revealed, I guess, until a certain point in time. Um, but it was actually pretty cool to be back there. It was, it was pretty strange to be on, um, on the stage again. It was pretty bizarre after, after watching that season from home. 
were you were you hidden in the same room as Sia and uh, uh, Tammy One from uh, uh, Parks and Rec? Sadly, we were not. Um, we were in the D the D uh, celebrity room. Wow. Yeah. So did Did you hear that they were there? I didn't know that at all until they were there. I did know Kevin Hart was there. Okay. Did you get to meet him? Did not get to meet Kevin Hart. Wow, like I mean, so you were just treated just as low budget as it gets. <laughs> no, we weren't. We weren't treated bad. The only reason we didn't meet Kevin Hart was because uh, James flew in that day and he had to get back to work. And as a grave digger, he literally had a body on ice. And so, wow. if he didn't leave that minute, he had to go home and put ice on a dead person to keep them from de-thawing. And so he was like, I got to go. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll help you get out of here. Because he didn't know, we were like in the bowels of CBS. We didn't know how to get out of there. Sure. Um, we we could have probably stayed and talked on the red carpet. They they didn't sound like they cared. They were just like, do whatever, go run around. Like we saw Mark Burnett and Mark Burnett was like, what's going on? And we're like, I'm like, Mark Burnett, what's, you're running around. Like there was no rhyme or reason back there, so. Well, I think if the season went any longer or that episode went any longer, they would have to throw some ice on me. Um, it wasn't <laughs> really the best season. I don't. I, it turned out not to be that thrilling for me. Eric, did you watch Ghost Island? I did. I watched it all the way through. Um, the so the start I thought was great. I thought it was really great until um, oh crap! I know his name, Chris Noble, the rapping. Yes, the rapping. Chris Noble. Yeah, the rapping the, rap. the rapping fool, not the, the rapping duke. When the rapping fool, I think the word you're looking for, Eric, is prodigy. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> when when the rapping fool, the rapping prodigy left, it kind of died down, and it kind of like we all kind of knew that Dom and Wendell were going to go unimpeded after a couple times through, where Laurel was like, "No, let's wait and blindside them later. Let's wait and blindside them later." Well, she did mention every episode that this was the episode she was going to make her move. Right, right. But she never, she never, she never, she never did. Now, she at, never was as a super fan, Eric, who who uh, was on Survivor, and of course, as a fan, a, a, a super fan, you know, um, you know, yeah, yeah. and, and um, as someone who had such a public, you know, experience that might not have been positive, did you ever take a break from watching Survivor? Like it sounds like James had more interest in putting ice on dead bodies than he did Survivor. Did you he have did. a period like that as well? He did. Um, and, you know, I did too. I didn't watch. Actually, so I can't even remember the name of it. Um, it was Brenda's first season which, with Fabio. Nicaragua. Didn't watch a single episode of that season. Um, okay. I, wa I watched Nicaragua. I, 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 I tapped out on your second season. I, ju I just saw Terrible. the way the edit was, was going. Actually, we, I ran into you a little while after that in Michigan. And we did. I was just like, I was yep. like, hey, you know, how you been? You look great. I'm just like, you know, I feel so bad because, you know, I like you and, and, and you know, and I, and, and I, and yeah, I like yeah. Survivor. But, like, I, I just, like, I, I could not take – a second season of Cochran playing the Pope yep. for me. And, and, and I mean, as I said, the writing was on the wall and, and you know, I, I, I might've felt bad if I had misread it, but boy, did I read that one? Right. Yeah. I like Caramoan, especially it gets like, I mean, they really want you to like Cochran and you can tell watching that season. Um, it, I mean, like, like I said, uh, what, what was it called? Nicaragua? Yes. That was, that was the season. Yeah, I completely missed that season. So I didn't I didn't watch a single bit of it. I wouldn't be able to tell you any trivia from that. Um, but there are certain seasons like that that I'm just like, they're blotted out of my memory. Like I just, I never watched them. I never saw them. I meet people at events and they're like, you're Eric. And I'm like, yeah. And I don't know who they are. And like, they could be like the winner and I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I am a super fan of the show, but not every every damn season. Are you going to go back and watch or you're 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 you can live with not seeing it? I mean, I know enough cuz I piece it together. Um so for instance like Fabio, I I've talked to Fabio a few times at some different charity events. So I know enough about the season, like I know the basics. Sure. I know that Sash was a major player. Um yeah. like I know this this random stuff. I know that everybody wants to see Marty. A lot of people want to see Marty come back. Like, it's weird. Like, I know things. I know enough to fake it, I guess you could say. Yeah. 
I, I, I've done uh, what's called uh, Jane lives uh, about an hour for me, so I still okay. I see Jane pretty regularly. So okay. she, she was I I, uh, I, you know, I I told her upon first meeting and, and subsequent meetings, I was like, man, did I hate you out there? Okay, because she was just you know just this lippy old lady that won't take no guff from. I'm just like, oh, just kill her, just kill her. <laughs> And uh, but in real life, she's a sweetheart. She she could yeah. not be any nicer to to uh, Piper, and I'm sure she'll be equally as nice to Madeline. So it's just it's one of those you know I, I separate the game from real life. So but right. man, ooh, she was so I mean like you I like uh, you know I I I think you know in the game and uh, you know I, I didn't get to play against you, but you know but 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 I did compete and you know and see you during challenge. You know you you seem mm-hmm. like a like likable enough guy out there and then outside the game versus someone like Jane. Yeah. She, she would not have uh, lasted long uh, yeah. <laughs> on, on, on my season. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you'll see that designation too all the time. Like there's certain people, like, like if I'm in the season, like if I'm watching a show on TV and someone does something really like stupid, like what I did with my immunity necklace. Oh, like I like to say pull, pulled an Eric. Yeah. Like if they pull an Eric, <laughs> You can laugh at that. Like, that's fine. That's it's a show like it's a presentation. But in real life, like if someone came up to me and said, like, you're the biggest dumb, like, like I can be the dumbass on the show. But in real life, I'm not a dumbass. Like I understand. Like, that's the thing you have to understand. And I make fun of people all the time on Survivor on Twitter or wherever. But you got to know, like, that's the nature of the show. Like, you're going to be made to be a, a joke at some point. How how crushing was that? What the the, the, the your first I, I don't I don't know if you had a later ghost but but your 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 major ghost yeah the big ghost the big yeah. ghost it, well, the, I mean the, the biggest ghost in the history of ghosts I think you know so I was my expectations going into that were like bottom of the barrel in terms of that first season that I went on I was super excited to be chosen I was super excited to go through casting. Like, I had never been anywhere, so they're paying for everything. Like, for me, just being there was awesome. Like, I was super optimistic. I had no expectations of making it past the first vote. So every single day I was out there past merge, I was like, I don't care. I'm here. When the big mistake happened, I was so far and removed from, you know, this is a competition that I was, like, with friends. Um it didn't register to me. Like, I still don't feel devastated about that. Like, I feel like, Oh shit. Now, you know, the million dollars, that's the only thing I think about now, just because I actually have to, you know, I don't live in my parents' house anymore. So I have to pay bills and stuff. So I'm like, Oh, that's, you could have won a million dollars. That's the only thing I regret in terms of giving it away, but everything else, I don't, I don't have any regrets. Well, let's talk about those uh, two exits. Uh, very memorable in the minds of Survivor fans. And um, as you said, maybe it didn't uh, devastate you as much as, as some people would like to think it did because it's not real life. It's a reality show. But do, yeah. you, do you think that whole thing is overstated uh, for many reasons? The dumbest player in the game, the dumbest mm-hmm. move in the history of the game. I think there's some arguments that maybe it really wasn't and that maybe people just enjoy beating up on you because you're kind of a quiet guy and you're an easy target. You know, I think I am an easy target in terms of, you know, who was I playing with like Sari and Parvati and all them. Um, and you could see they were like dominating everybody all season, like spinning, spinning people around all season. Um, I mean, if you look, if you look past that season, past Micronesia and past China, um, you'll see that, you know, Survivor takes on this whole change of, you know, we used to um, reward players with the editing when they made really good plays and they say things like, you know, that was a great play made by such and such. Once James and I made our respective mistakes, you could see in the editing, they're like, you know what, we need to focus on idiots. Let's show more (laughs) idiots. And you can see because that, that pulls that hits your heartstrings or that hits your memory a little bit too. When people make huge, dumb blunders like that. Sure. It's like, uh, it's like American Idol, you know, where the first couple seasons they're focusing on these dreams coming true. And then, and, and before you know it, it's just focusing on the worst singers in the world. Johnny, do you feel that Eric has gotten a bad rap or that situation? Or do you truly feel it was just like the worst thing ever? 
Well, I mean, it, it's it's funny. You go back and look like that that whole edit could have gone a different route. You know, it, that right, could have been right. one of the noblest moves in the history of Survivor. It's just like you know, this guy wants to show his sincerity and 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 trustfulness. You know, to to such a degree that he's willing to give up immunity. You know, and and like and and you know, maybe they could have gone with it and taking you further like you know and and that would have been stressed you know through the confessionals of others you know just saying you know you know look look at this guy's honesty but no no like yeah no you got you i mean like i'm happy to hear how you've taken it i mean because like you know i could see this being viewed as i mean you're you're a young young guy you know just starting real life as, 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 as most of us know it. And mm-hmm. you're, you're almost at a crossroads. It's like, okay, this guy's like given the world, given, given an opportunity that few, few will ever have the, the world is his oyster. He has a chance to do this. And then at this crossroads at this pivotal mark, he chooses, he, he makes for what a lot of people would, would, would consider a bad decision and yeah. it can, you know, and, you know, maybe that, dictates the rest of his life and uh you know and 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 i i i felt that you know it it might not have changed you but it it definitely changed a perception of you and i I think i think it's cool that you know like you know whatever label people want to throw is just like no i'm here but but like i mean but i i I also think though that you know if it had worked out and you did win win a million dollars i feel like you'd be pretty cock strong right now and 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 a different dude Right. Yeah, it would totally would have gone a different way. Like, say that worked. Say, like, for whatever reason, Sari and Natalie went with me and we voted out poverty, which is what the plan was. Yeah. I don't, like, I can't even imagine how that goes down after poverty's gone at that moment. Like, it's just, it's a whole different, and if I, if I was there playing challenges, I'm pretty sure I could have beat them in terms of more challenges. Like, at least I would have been closer to the finals. So it's like, yeah, it, it's very crazy how that played out. So, but you, you do you do think you you would probably be a different? We, we'd be talking to a different person right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, in to what extent did that change your life in a negative way? Uh, that being a young man coming back from Survivor and being ridiculed publicly and being told you were stupid and being told you were a yeah. rube. How did that How did that affect you as a human being? So I got both. I got two things. The first thing I got was that. I got people saying, you know, you're a dumbass, you're stupid. Um, You know, a kid, I had a kid come up to me in my hometown during a parade, and he said, God should have slapped you. Wow. And I was like, that is harsh, dude. And I didn't know where that guy came. Like, he looked like he had been, like, living in the backwoods for a while. And he came out of the backwoods to say that to me and go back to his cave. Um, That's so awesome. I want to. I, I, I want to find this kid and high five. Your mistake was so big that even people without TVs knew about it. That's crazy. I know. I know. They got it on the smoke signal or something. But anyway, that. So I had that. There was a lot of that, and there was a lot of people online saying things like, "Oh man, Eric should be on suicide watch. He should feel so bad. He's so dumb." And then I had this other segment of people who said, "You did the right thing." And you played with your heart and people make mistakes. So there was like this, this comforting like group of people that were like, it's okay. And you're a good person. And that's a tough game and and that kind of thing. And so when that all happened, I think one of the biggest things that, that I saw was this like split in identity, like this idea of public persona, like how people see you and imagine you versus who you really are. Um, And that kind of identity thing didn't, I've never even I've never experienced that until that happened. And I, I mean, I, you can probably when, the best way to think of it is like how you perceive somebody who's an actor or an actress. And then, sure. you know, what what do they do in their real life? What do they do in their day to day life? How are they? Um, and that was really unique in terms of, you know, seeing I, I got to see a little bit of everything, a lot of hate and a lot of love. Well, um, Johnny, um, that's a that's a pretty interesting point. One of the one of the uh, smartest people I've ever known in my life. Uh, of course, I've talked to you about my friend Victor, who's a five time Grammy winner and a, one oh, of the I best musicians. Yeah, Victor Wooten. And I, you were I, about me. I was talking to him um, uh, about what somebody was saying about me, and he goes, "Remember, Matt, what people think is just what they think, 
And yeah. I think that's yeah. interesting, Johnny, because um, in the public eye, it's a little different, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I've I've been a part of the Survivor family since 2003, and in reality, reality television as a whole, and and like you know, I I, I meet. You know, like you, you get to meet, you know, all, all these different people and it's just like, wow, you know, this guy's an asshole in real life. This guy's nice. I didn't think yeah. I'd like them. I really like them. So, yeah. I mean, in, it, it's, uh, in, you know, conversations like this shouldn't be surprising to anyone, you know, that, that, that there's, you know, you're, you're watching a 42 minute show that that's edited down from, from three days and, and they're choosing the story that they want to tell. So, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Eric? Did you start to feel, did you at all internalize that criticism and go, well, maybe I'm a piece of shit. Maybe I am a dumbass. Like, did that ever happen? Or where did you? I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to do that because it's so, it's so personal. Like, it's so personal. (laughs) Right. I had all the time people like, I mean, the other thing on the show that they emphasized was that I was in love with Ozzy. And, And today I hate Ozzy. I think Ozzy's really arrogant. Like, he's just a really arrogant guy now. Um, when I was on the show, he kind of tried to like take me under his wing and explain things. And while we were while we were on the show, it was cool. Like Ozzy was a good guy, I thought. But since then, all the time, I get people all the time saying like, "Oh, are you and Ozzy still dating?" or random <laughs> random crap like that. And it's just like it's just bizarre to me. Like it's just really like it, it's it's hard to to take that stuff that it's like this this is not real. None of this stuff is real, but it's very personal. Ozzy will let you down if if you're if you're counting on Ozzy, he, he's I probably he'll he'll let you down. Like if you're trying to book him on a podcast, Johnny. Uh, well, no, well, there, there's that, but no, I mean, like, uh, I mean, the last few times I went out to L.A., I tried to meet him, and man, you know, and and you know, I I would get a message eight hours later, it's like, oh, I I fell asleep. I was like, you were driving to meet me. I'm like, did you, you like, you know, are you okay? Did you wreck your car? Because you obviously, you know, like fell asleep driving, and so you know. And then, then I've I've heard some other experiences, charity related, that you know, kind of yeah. let you down. So that's the thing, yeah. It's just like a let. It's like a letdown. It's like a, yeah. But it's like there's there's these things that happen that are like you can't not take some things personal, but you have to, I guess. Some of it you just get used to, and some of it you just ignore, and some of it you just have to, you know, let slide and and go from there. Um, but it is like, I mean, some some things people say are super personal. It just doesn't make sense. Like it's like there's people out there with with their whole life devoted to hate for some reason. Well, if you work if you work with Johnny Fairplay long enough, you'll you'll start to develop that lifestyle. Um, I did. I, hold on. Do do I? Do you have any bad experiences with me, Eric? Out, out of curiosity, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if you're aware. No. I'm, I'm, I'm a year and a half sober, so I, I, I like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I know that uh, uh, some survivors, when I run, they're just like, "Oh man, you used to suck." Is there, is there, is there a bad, bad Johnny Fairplay story? I'm not, I'm, I'm not remembering. So when I first met you after we all came back, I was nervous to meet you because I thought you were going to ridicule me. Like, like I, I looked at your image on survivor and I was like, Johnny Fairplay is just going to make fun of you when he sees you. Like he's really <laughs> going to get personal and break you down. Wow. So get ready. So get ready for that. And you actually surprised me. You went completely the opposite direction and you said, you did really great. You should be proud of yourself. Like you were excited to meet me, which was really cool and really broke the mold of what I was expecting. And then you took me to meet um, Leaf Garrett. So that was that was a pretty amazing turnaround in terms of like what I expected versus what actually happened. And I think that's what I, I wish more fans of Survivor and other TV shows and reality shows could see you know, the real people behind some of the people that they see. Well, Johnny, uh, did, 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 well, hold on. Did, did Leif Garrett let you down? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah, okay. <laughs> that, 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 that sounds about right. Well, um, what was a bigger him, letdown, uh, Eric? Was oh, it a big, about, was it, what did you tell him? Oh, go ahead. I told him I was his kid and that my mom met him in like the sixties or the seventies 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And that he had, that was his illegitimate son or something. Cause I looked a lot like him at the time. Yeah. And he didn't. He said there's, there's, there's no way that he was never with a woman. (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So what was a bigger disappointment was, I mean, that sounds like a major disappointment, but what was bigger? Like meeting him in person or watching him in Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band? <laughs> I mean, meeting him in person was pretty funny. It was just, it was fun. I didn't have there was anything expectation. funny about Sergeant Pepper. So, yeah. Yeah. There's no expectation there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Eric's, Eric's idol giveaway has nothing on Sergeant Pepper's. Um, uh, so let's talk about the second time you were on and you must've been approached at some point after this, you know, devastating experience that you had, said, hey, I know this was kind of a life ruiner for you, buddy, but you feel like coming back? What was your thought process when it was uh, to, for you to return in Survivor mm-hmm. Karamoan? I mean, so I, I wanted to go back. I, I didn't have any, you know, doubts about I wanted to try it again if they gave me a chance. Um, just because the first time was, it was really fun and, you know, life-changing and all this other stuff. Um, so I was excited to go back a second time. That second time was very different in so many ways in terms of it, it didn't have the same newness to it. It didn't have the same, uh, I mean, sense of grand adventure that the first one did. Um, and then after the fact, after it finally filmed, um, there were a lot of issues I had with editing in terms of the way that it was shown on TV compared to how, the first season I was on was edited, which that might have been my own personal take based on what I saw from the first the first season to the second season. Um, but it just didn't have the same feel. It left me very bitter the second in, in Survivor Caramoan. And um, how, how oh, I'm sorry, Chuck. Show, how do you feel it was shown differently than, than what, what, what you felt happened out there? So a lot of it was centric on... Uh, Cochran. Oh, John Cochran, the uh, the hero of our tale. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, and I think they focused a lot on Philip, Philip Shepard. Yeah, and they focused a lot on that. I, I is, believe... is Phil? Hold on, is Philip crazy, or I... you think it's all just bullshit stick? So I sat next to Philip during uh, the Give Kids the World charity in Florida because sure. our. We were the same season, so they put you next to each other if you're on the gotcha. same season. Are you, are you going this year? I am going this year, yeah. I, it's will, a, I will see you there. Oh, cool. So, it, yeah, yes. if anybody hasn't doesn't know about this charity, it's awesome. It's in Florida, and it's for, a, like, an awesome cause. Yes. Um, but anyway, so I was sit, sat next to Philip, and the whole time he was doing his shtick, and, you know, he was giving nicknames to people and whatnot. Oh, kill me. Like, giving everybody, like, like you know, the silent one, the antlered one, you know, whatever whatever he could come up with. And then afterwards, he turned it off. So it's, I think it's completely a shtick. It's completely complete a bullshit shtick, yeah. I, I think so. Um, that said, it's hard to tell. Like, he gets kind of this twinkle in his eye, and then you're like, what's going on? Um, and I think he's been doing that his whole life. In terms of like he can he has this thing that he can just turn on and turn off in terms of his personality to use for his benefit. Gotcha. Yeah, I I, I didn't want it like I didn't like the Philip story the first go round, and so yeah. seeing that along with the Cochrane tale, I was like, I fucking tap out. You you got you you guys have found my kryptonite. This is it. I'm, well, I'm thing, fucking done. The thing that bugged me is 
I'm fine if you want to show, you know, Cochran's underdog story or development story or whatever, and you can show Philip's story, but show other people's stories too and yeah. show show the relationship building between other people because I know, for instance, myself, I didn't have anything. I know Brenda didn't have anything. A great majority of the fans had no story, no narrative either. Um, so whatever happened that season, they just kind of dropped the ball on showing more depth. Um, and that made for like a predictable season and it also made for kind of a boring season. Yeah. So, well, my, my, here, here's, here's my take on the Cochran thing. And, and, and yeah. it, I, all right. So his first season, he goes out there and he's like, Oh gee, golly, you know, I'm getting sunburnt because I'm not used to the sun and, and I'm wearing a sweater vest. Okay. Yeah. So n- number one, you knew you were going to a fucking Island, right? <laughs> so it's called get a fucking base tan, you know, and I just, and so it's like, okay, I get it. I get the fish out of water story you're telling with this kid. Okay, fine. Okay, whatever. So he comes back and oh golly gee, I'm like fuck you. You knew. You lived on a fucking island. <laughs> She's like, just not buying it. I mean, I just I don't get like you know how he does the oh po pedal for me. Oh gee shucks. How people like. Why didn't everyone go, hey, you dumb motherfucker, I saw you play Survivor. You're familiar with how this fucking works. <laughs> like, you don't get to play that game a second time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I blame you guys for not going, you know what, you're trying You're trying to pull some bullshit, get the fuck off my island. What, with his, like, um, I'm burning and... Yeah. Much and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was burnt horribly he was like third degree like second degree burns that's great party is crazy well i mean but i i feel it's part of his shtick i mean yeah probably doesn't everybody have shtick though i mean eric's got shtick and and i mean you have a shtick johnny i mean it's just there's something about him that really just rubs you the wrong way and i don't think we've scratched the surface of it yet well, I, I think that the, the surface, of it, it's like, you know, I got, I understood the first time, like, you know, for all these, it's just like, you know, here, here's my, here's my problems. Like, like if this guy is supposedly the smartest fucking survivor ever, according to some, and, you know, and so it's, it's you know, borderline, you think he'd be smart enough to fucking get a base tan. He'd be smart enough to learn of how, how to fucking prepare to live on a fucking island because he fucking did it once. He should have been prepared the first fucking time. Well, there's a there's a hot take from Johnny Fairplay, and speaking of you know the island and (laughs) the challenges of the island, um, you Eric had to be uh you know you left the game uh in a sudden way again when you had to be medically evacuated and it was a scary moment. Um, what was at that moment? Were you ready to leave, or at that moment were you just devastated that you were going out like that? So I didn't really know what was going on in that moment because I had, uh, so I kind of had a reaction to some stuff there. Um, there was the dehydration out there. Like that definitely was uh, like a part of it, but I also had an infection on my leg that I didn't really know about. Chlamydia? No, not chlamydia. Not chlamydia. Okay, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I just, we just wanted to clear the air. I wanted, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to help. I, you know, oh, gee shucks. I got chlamydia on the aisle. No. We're not telling that story, Eric. You you tell them the truth. You get it out there. Thanks, Johnny. Thank no you. Problem. Happy to help. So that was not what it was. <laughs> yes. It was a different kind of leg infection of some kind. Okay. Nice. And at the time, I was given penicillin. And penicillin apparently makes me have a reaction, especially when I'm when I don't have a ton of water and food. And I ended up taking it before that tribal council when Brenda went home. I believe that was for sixth place. And most of that tribal council I don't remember because I was having a reaction to the pill and I was going to like, I was kind of like swinging all over, like kind of side to side. And so I was trying to stay on the stool as long as I could um, and not fall off. Did you think it was a challenge? I didn't know. What <laughs> you were right, like, come on in. Hey, come you're, in guys. you're sitting there at tribal going, I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm not going to fall over. Yes. Yeah. I was worried if I fell off the stool that they would like, you know, 
have this big like, oh my God, first player who ever left at Tribal not voted out because he I, fell off his stool drunk and high. For for the record, I was the first one to fall off my stool at Tribal Council. Oh, okay. Yes. Is that something you're thinking about a lot when you're on that second um on the second season where you don't want to be like labeled with anything because you know how long how those kind of labels can stick? I'm not no, I didn't care. Not didn't at that care. point. Okay. No, didn't care. Um it, it, the only thing I wanted to do in my second season was go farther than I did in my first. That's what I said. You know, success to me is go farther than you did in your first season. And I ended up tying which I don't know, you know, how the hell does that happen where on the second season by a completely different means of like, <laughs> like the first one I get voted off. And then the second one, I go off in the same place on the same day, but for a completely different reason that's out of my control. Like that doesn't make much sense to me, but, but somehow it, it, it's some weird coincidence. The odds are uh, certainly against that mathematically. I mean, they're, they're it's bizarre. Yeah, it, it is for sure. And God uh, slapped you out of the game. Yeah, it was that kid. It was that guy. Yeah, yeah. God's. <laughs> so, um, you know, and and to be quite honest, if you were going to get chlamydia on the island, it would have been during Micronesia. You know. Yes, that is a fact. Uh, so, if you uh, when you get taken off the island, uh, there is a moment where they say, "Dude, you got to go." And what was yeah. it? What was that like? Um, so I do remember that moment roughly and i remember that i was just agreeing with whatever anybody said to me so so was it was a lot like micronesia <laughs> I was, yeah, very, very comparable i was like on my back with an ice pack on my forehead and they had the little heartbeat monitor thing on me and it was like going crazy and then i talked to some medical person and they go blah 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 okay and i go okay and then Jeff Probst comes in after a little bit, and Jeff Probst is looking at me, and all I could think about as he's saying, like, blah, 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 I was looking at him, and I was like, he looks really tired. Like, his eyes look really tired. Like, I was just looking at him, like, like hyper, like, high-def, like, one of those high-def mirrors. Like, sure. I was just looking at Jeff Probst's face, like, Oh, that would ah. be the worst, Jeff Probst like, in high-def. Like, wow, like, his eyebrows are, like, really trimmed, and, and he looks really tired, and, like, I'm just looking at his face, and he's like, vroom, 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 okay? And then I go, okay? Because I didn't know what was going on. And that was the moment. That was the moment when they called it, apparently. Wow. And you know, later they confirmed it. They were like, you you said okay when we talked to you. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't know what you were saying. Well, that probably means it was probably the right time to take you off, right? I mean, probably, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what What's worst case scenario? Just death? Uh, that's what they said. I mean, the well, infection they, they was... Make, the, they make shit up, though. The infection was bad, though, right? The infection was serious stuff. So the infection was in my leg, and it was all red around it, and I had a fever, and they decided that penicillin was what I should have, and then I had a reaction to the penicillin because I was dehydrated. That's what they believed. And so my heart rate got really low, low enough that the little monitor was beeping, but little did they know that... I, I don't know if they didn't check their notes, but my heart rate is extremely low anyway. And if you put a heartbeat monitor on me without a penicillin reaction, it still would beep and say your heartbeat heart rate is too low. So that was not exceptional for me. But I think during the circumstances when they saw that, they thought, oh, my God, his heart's going to stop. Had you previous or, or did you are you have you confirmed that you are allergic to penicillin? And I mean, no. Since then, since then, I've never taken it, and before then, I never took it. That's the only time in my life I've taken penicillin. So if you had been a little more promiscuous in your adolescent days, you would know. You, yeah, saying if I took penicillin before, yeah. Yeah, you would definitely have had penicillin, I assure you. It's not the 70s, Johnny. What? Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm so, just speaking from rumor and innuendo. So you uh, had those two occurrences. You had that relationship with Survivor. You came back and did the reunion, and uh, to a lot of people's eyes, it looked like you didn't really, really want to be there. But it, it, from what you're saying, you did. And, yeah. Um, what are you up to now? Whoa, 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 whoa! What, what happened in the dressing room prior to going out? Was wasn't there a, uh, a a gift from James? Oh, James has. Um, 
to give you excellent choices in alcohol. Okay. What's that? I don't remember the name of it now, but it was really good. A, a tequila, perhaps? Yes, that's what it was. So did yeah. you drink before you went out there? Yes, and mainly because I don't go on stage every day, so it was going to be nerve-wracking for me. And so I was like, you know what? James usually has good taste in alcohol, sure. and also I have all these nerves, and I don't go on stage all the time, so I will take some of James's alcohol that he purchased on the way there. Sure. And, you know, it was good. So two how questions. Much did you have, how oh, much ahead. did you have? Um trying to think because they were little glasses they're like little dixie cup glasses the, those like, are referred to as shots by most people but go ahead i think it was like four four shots in, in, the, way to go. in the span of how, how long um i think like two hours and okay how much do you weigh uh 150 so you were drunk on stage at the survivor show yes yes so, so here's okay so any other day of the week i have one beer and i am drunk any day of the week i'm drunk off one beer that day, I took the first one, and I mean, my wife was watching me too. She was there with me. Dana was with me there, and she was like, "Don't you get drunk on stage and make an ass of yourself?" And I was like, "I will not." And I had a drink with James, and I looked at her and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm not drunk, and I've had a shot." And she was like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Okay, you're fine." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And she was there to check me and make sure I didn't do anything stupid. Because I do things stupid a lot, you guys. I really do. Um, <laughs> no. So anyway, I had I had one more, and then I'm I shocked I had... you're still with Dana. That that's 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 not stupid at all. Congratulations. Dana's incredible. Dana levels me out, man. She she saves me from like there'll be something on TV and it'll be like buy a timeshare, and I'll be like Dana, we need to buy a timeshare. <laughs> oh my god. And she's like, we are not buying a timeshare. So you you and you and James were hammered on stage, and um, so but here's what I'm thinking is like, well, hold on, real real, real quick, Matt, do, do uh, when when James is as asked about, you know, do you watch? He's like, I don't watch the show. I don't. I stop watching. Do Do you think uh, CBS and Probes were not happy with that that answer? I mean, they probably weren't happy with that. They probably did you, watched. Did you sense any? Did you hear any feedback there, or, or no? They just. I remember that before we did that, um, Jeff asked him, Jeff was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to ask you these questions. And, you know, and then he, then he all of a sudden stops in like mid sentence and he's like, James, you really don't watch anymore. And James goes, no, cause he doesn't, and he doesn't care. And then yeah. Jeff was like, wow, that's incredible. Like he was like blown away. Like, I don't know if he was offended. He might've been, um, you think he's more shocked than offended. Yeah, he was more shocked, at, I, th I think. But, I mean, in a perfect world, you know, CBS wants every former Survivor to watch every episode and tweet about it, so. And have a Nielsen box. Yeah. And, you know, Johnny, I mean, the damage that did to the African-American Gravedigger demo probably can never be recovered. <laughs> James is a stud, man. I mean, you know, if, if, you got, if, if you got some diehards going, you know, hey, if this cool guy doesn't watch, maybe that means I shouldn't watch. So, Eric, you are now involved in a project with a comic book. Is that correct? That's what you're doing now? Yep. I have a comic book thing and, a, and an app thing. So the comic book is Last Monster Standing, and it's about giant, like, Godzilla-type monsters, and they are fighting over Tokyo, and also they're being filmed for a reality show. So the only way to control the monsters is to... Um, put them on TV and, you know, make them compete against each other because they all have, like, raging egos. Interesting. It, if I was your psychiatrist, um, I would say. Um, but uh, what is the name of that uh, comic book and how can people get information about it? So the name of the comic is Last Monster Standing. It's written by Greg Wright. It's drawn by me, and it's through SourcePoint Press. And you can find it on Comixology if you just search for Last Monster Standing. And it's also on a site called Drive Through Comics. Uh, which is an online, it's like a digital reader comic. And, um, oh, I'm sorry, Johnny, go ahead. Sweet. And what, what about the mobile app? So the mobile app is a long time coming. It's a, it's called Islands of Chaos. And it's essentially a game where we've been working on this forever. Like it's, it's just been a long time coming. It was a Kickstarter project that got funded. Um, it's gone through a couple different iterations. Um, but basically it's a game where you have a bunch of people 
together stranded on an island and they have to communicate and work with each other and eventually uh, only one person wins but we've been working on this for a long time it's a mobile app um, and just follow us along we're in the middle of development so there's all kinds of images that come up uh, like different all my artwork is in it but I'm working with a team of designers on it sweet and when, when do you think the game will officially launch Launch is far off. We don't know. We Right now we're working towards alpha build, which essentially is alpha build or beta build, which is like our basic system. We don't have a date yet, but we are making a ton of progress. Um, okay. More, all the information is on islandsofchaosapp.com. Okay. So I, mean, like, I, I, I didn't know the process was as, as extensive as, 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 as it is for, for certain projects like this. I, I remember yeah, yeah. that back before i guess before my first survivor like uh my we used to uh i think i think i had the xbox 360 maybe in the front i don't know uh, anyway my, my my friend my friend and i our favorite game was tony hawk pro skater 3 yeah and we had a friend that worked at sony and we're just like hey see if you can get on with neversoft and so we can get like tony hawk pro skater 4 early and yeah. so he was like i'm working on this game I, I you know i think it's really cool and he goes i think it might be a big deal like no 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 you don't understand like just like do you can you get an interview with neversoft and he was like yeah i guess i could so anyway so he actually interviewed with neversoft and they offered him a job and he was just like you know i just really feel comfortable with this game i'm working on like i think there's a future you know okay. so we called him an idiot you know and he was stupid anyway that game is called god of war i don't huh. know <laughs> if you've ever heard of it uh not, not not that major i i think uh the the newest version that just launched for the ps4 is what right, the most purchased game of all time so i don't know i wow. guess things worked out well i love god of war too i i played the hell out of god of war um i think even right before my first time on survivor i just played that game like crazy there you go. Well, things are uh, going crazy here as we are wrapping up yet another episode of Survivor NSFW. Um, Eric, is there anything else that you would like to let people know about you or share about your experience uh, on Survivor? Um, not, you know, one thing I think Johnny should share is I talked to James about his um, all you can eat Hooters card. If you sure. know anything about that, Johnny, I, I believe it was revoked. So James James had an all-you-can-eat card yeah. for Hooters. It was good for a year. Oh, it was good for a year. He said yeah, it was yeah. good for a lifetime. No, no, no. It was good for a year. There, were, there, was, there was an expiration. So James and I, it was me, James, I think Ozzy might have been there. Um, we did uh, a golf tournament for John Daly in Branson, Missouri at Murder Rock, one of John Daly's courses. So uh, like that morning I was asked to film playing with the pros on the golf channel with John. Uh, it was it was like 10 a.m. I met John at the bar. He goes, you ready to drink? And I was like, sure. I think I had like 11 beers and nine shots of Crown in like an hour and a half of shooting. It was pretty crazy. So, But Hooters was one of the sponsors and they gave us cards. And it said on the card, even though I make the big bucks, I'm sticking Hooters with 100% of the tab, uh, mm. except except the tip. And um, okay. like, and, and, they, and it came with a letter, and it said, "Abuse this. We are oh. you, when you go to Hooters, treat uh, treat treat the treat the bar to to a round of appetizers. Bring your family, bring friends. I mean, like I remember yeah. I did New York Comic Con. Um, I took like uh john schneider like bo duke i i I brought like probably 60 celebrities to hooters times square and my bar my tab was i think like two thousand dollars wow it was crazy but i know when james got his he um he had also won the fan vote on on uh micronesia and and was awarded an extra hundred thousand dollars and bought an rv and set up his RV in yeah. Malibu, right near the the promenade in Santa Monica. So he had gotten right. that card, and he went to the Hooters there at, in Santa Monica. And he goes, "You will be seeing me every day," <laughs> and they saw him every day. Yeah, I know that part of the story. I just when I heard, I thought I was under the impression, and after I talked to him, it was a lifetime card, not a year, and that it was revoked. And I just remember when he told me that I was like. That is the biggest mistake in Survivor history. 
Uh, <laughs> that, that is. So <laughs> it's no longer Eric's. It is James. And we have brought to a close yet another legendary episode of Survivor NSFW. If you'd like to buy a t-shirt from Johnny Fairplay and get a call from Johnny Fairplay, go to johnnyfairplay.com, J-O-N-N-Y, fairplay.com. And if you want to reach us, go ahead and reach out on Twitter. Right, Johnny? Yep. Uh, I'm at Johnny Fairplay. He's at Matt Coon Music. And we are at Survivor NSFW. And Eric, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Eric Reichenbach with, with a four instead of an A. Not very, it's not very, it's very clumsy to say quickly. But I'm on Twitter. Just, just use Google. You can use uh, Google. I'll, 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 we, we will link your Twitter at uh, at ours. Uh, so so we, yes. we, we, we will help you find Eric. And, and, and uh, don't tell him that God should slap him anymore. He, he's, he's a good good kid. He's doing good things. Thanks, and guys. we're doing good things, too. We'll see you next week on Survivor NSFW. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.